0: Real
1: stories. Real stories. Real stories. I just can't believe it. It was one of the most exciting times of my life. I just, I just can't believe that it happened to me. Me, winning the lottery. I just can't believe it. Real stories. Real stories.
0: Real stories. Winning the Premiership of awesome. felt great holding the truth. Whoa, whoa. Whoa. So it happened when I was 15 and it was pretty scary at the time, but you know, looking back, I, I think I learned a lot.
1: It's my
0: life. Hello, good afternoon, and welcome to It's My Life, where we talk to local people and hear some of their incredible stories about their lives. I'm Karenza, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Kim. Hi, Kim.
1: Hi, Corinza. Great to be back in the studio again.
0: And today, our very special local guest is Peter, who joins us to take a trip down Memory Lane, sharing some of his memories over the past seven decades growing up right here in Carrum. For those of you who are listening who perhaps have never been here before, um, Carrum is a beach suburb 33 kilometers southeast of central Melbourne. It was named after the Carrum Swamp, which extended inland from Port Phillip Bay from Mordialic to Seaford. And before the white settlers arrived in Port Phillip, aboriginals resting after the stiff climb of Oliver's Hill and Frankston and looking north along the bay would have viewed the long ribbon of sandy beach shaped vaguely like a boomerang. They knew the area as carom carom, meaning boomerang. They also knew the swampy marshland behind the sand dunes as a rich hunting ground teeming with wildlife. The Caram Swamp was made habitable by the making of the Patterson Cut, what we know today as the Patterson River, back in 1879 through the Sandy Swamp, taking the water from Dandenong Creek directly into the bay. And since the early 1900s, Caram grew into a vibrant um, place to live. It had cricket and football clubs. In 1928, a bowling club opened. By 1939, the Victorian Municipal Directory recorded bowling in 1924, swimming and life-saving in 1925, and tennis clubs. The directory also stated that Caron was a popular seaside resort with a parking area, although train travellers could buy a day-return ticket from Melbourne for two shillings and five pence for a second-class ticket. And there have been many changes over time. And today Karam is a bustling bayside suburb just under 60 minutes from Melbourne CBD. This family-friendly suburb is home to the Patterson River Secondary College, Karam Primary School, Karam Surf Life Saving Club, Karam Cricket Club, the Karam Patterson Lakes Football Club, the Karam Sailing Club and of course this amazing radio station Radio Karam. Karim currently has a population of just over 4,000 residents and it's growing. And so here to share his story and some of his memories of us about Karim through those decades is Peter. Welcome to the show, Peter. It's great
1: to have you join us today.
2: Yeah, it's great to be here.
1: Yeah, hi, Peter. Welcome to the show. Yeah,
2: cheers and thanks.
1: Yeah, look, let's start at the beginning. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your childhood growing up in Caram?
2: Well, I grew up on the corner of... Um, McLeod Road and Smith Street, right, number 48. Um, And we just ran around in bare feet.
1: So you were born and bred in Carrow? In here,
2: yep. Great. And we just ran around in bare feet and, um, you know, mum and dad, they they built the house, they did the washing, they had an old copper. Mum had a manual crank um, ringer. Yep. You know, and um, everyone just... Did what they did? It did we have an old
1: outhouse out the back as well? Of
2: course. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Oh, stinky poos, man.
1: <laughs> and I hope. Did you have to help clean it?
2: <laughs> uh, of course. Yep. And of course, you know, at some point in time, you were relegated to cutting up the newspapers
1: uh-huh.
2: and string them on a bit of wire, hang them up. You know.
1: Yeah. See, kids don't know how easy they've got it today. They don't. They don't. I'm curious.
0: So this is back in the 50s. What was it? What was school like then? You know, what was it like? Was what, what was this? What school did you go to here in Caram? Is it the same as it is today, or is it was it just different? Oh,
2: I, I think it would be very, very different. Um, you know, school today is—I um, don't know—it's uh, come it's, it's from somewhere else. Yeah. Um, you know, we had teachers that were um, genuinely concerned, and um, they nurtured. Um, the, pe- the kids that were a bit behind and they nurtured the kids that were in front.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and everything was sort of like more equal. Mm-hmm. A bit more I
1: disciplined think. too sometimes, you know, when you go oh, yes I sir, no sir, or mister and missus oh, oh, yeah, um, the first I, name
2: bases. <laughs> I've had some run-ins with uh, uh, Mr Hosey and Mr Thompson at Bond <laughs> Beach High School.
1: Okay. Okay. So... Um, what about high school? Whereabouts did you go to high?
2: Well, I... It's a bit of a leading question. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I could have been here and I could have been there. Um, but I went to Bombay Beach High. Yep. Um, I went to Mordialli-Chelsea High. Okay, yeah. Which
1: I is went, now the current Mordialli High now, I believe. Yes, yes. yep.
2: Um, and then I went to Aspendale Ash- Tech. Okay,
1: yep.
2: Um, because... Uh, they may have just moved me on now and then.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And do you think, I mean, I'm interested, so like you would have been in, in oh, like English, okay, so I call it junior school. So junior school in the 50s and then, you know, senior school, high school, I think as you call it in Australia, in the 60s, um, like... They w- that w- they were quite different eras, you know, I suppose like music was different, the things, you know, that kids did was different. I mean, I think about kids today like they might hang out and go to the skate park or, you know, go to the big shopping mall and things. What was it like as a kid kind of hanging out in that time? Did you did you get to do those things or was it different? Did you kind of just Oh, no, hang out the at the, the activity
2: was very, very different. Yeah. Right. Um the the things you've mentioned of recent are uh, more technologically Yeah orientated sort of activity. Mm-hmm. Um, as I was saying earlier, um, uh, living at uh, 48 McLeod Road, my sister and I would catch eels, right, under the McLeod Road Bridge. Yeah, okay. Right, and we'd...
1: Is that the old creek?
2: Yeah, the old yeah, creek. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, which is now no longer there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'd, we'd take the eels round to... Um, Mr. Ted Crouch,
1: mm-hmm. local he, fisherman.
2: Yeah, in Tennyson Street, mm-hmm. and he lived next door too as well, number fifty. Um, and he'd give us—you can't believe this—he'd give us threepence per eel. My sister and I, Doreen,
1: and that would have been a lot of money back then. It was
2: a lot of money. It brought a lot of, a lot of um, pleasure. And of course, we, Doreen and I, would head off to the three steps milk bar. Um, and, of course, you didn't need supervision then because Karen was your supervision. Everyone was just looking out for you. you know? And then on the way home, I've got to say that my sister, Doreen, she would always cross the top of McLeod Road so she could check out the Karen Cowboys. Wow. I was going right?
0: to ask you about the Karen Cowboys because, because I was reading about this place. That was fascinating.
2: It was. And they, they, they had a hitching post and a water trough outside McDougal's chemistry.
0: So people that don't know what the Caram Cowboys were, they were a bunch of teenagers, weren't they, yeah, that yeah, would basically right. ride through Carham, yeah right. on their horses. On their horses. Yeah, <laughs> and they got themselves into a bit of trouble at times and a bit they of a did. reputation. Yes, well. But they were really, really well known. It's not like, you know, today you might see kids on your monkey bikes kind of scenario. It's, hmm. Yeah, these were kids on... Horses, known as the Caram Cowboys. Just
2: just trotting up and down McLeod Road.
0: That's That's just incredible. Quite incredible to think about at the time, you know. That was your mode of transport. It wasn't a bicycle, it wasn't a skateboard, it was a horse.
1: In actual fact, the over-50s football team here today uh, is called the Cowboys, based on the Caram Cowboys. Mm. Wow. Yeah. So Mm. your sister used to like watching them? Yeah,
2: well, she was a year older than myself. Yeah. And, of course, had other interests. Which included checking out the Caram cowboys, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was good, um but I don't know, it's just just a generation away, you know,
1: so what did the Caram cowboys do like did you ever hang out with them or no though
2: the 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 true Caram cowboys, yep. um were a generation above me, okay um but i I knew them well, mm-hmm. and um I sort of had occasion to um. Uh, associate later on in life.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, Johnny Drummond, um Ronnie Stubbs, City yeah. Briggs. Okay. I mean, I, I used to love watching footy at here. When I was in the thirds, which is the under-17s, um, and we would play at home, say, with the firsts, and then the seconds in the fourths, which is the under-15s, mm-hmm. would be playing away. So I got to actually... In the thirds, after our game, um, got to watch a luminary like Eric Guy, yep. who was captain coach at the time, and um, Ronnie Stubbs and City Briggs. They were so big and so strong. You know, they'd hold people down with one hand and take one handed marks with the other one. Unbelievable! It was just, it was just mm. so good.
1: Right. Getting back to school and high school, we had a bit of a talk earlier and you, you went to school with someone quite famous, I
2: believe. Mm. singer. Yeah. Sorry? A singer. Yeah, Lynn Rendell.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, Morty Alec Chelsea High. Absolutely. Well, um, is there any particular um, reason why you picked Lynn Rendell? Uh, yeah, than because
2: you? she's a, she's a Morty Alec local.
1: There you go. Well, today we have Lynn Rendell.
0: And um, it might as well be spring. Yeah, we are going to play definitely play some of those songs, and we'll come back and talk a bit about your, I guess, your memories of Lynn and high school as well. And um, yeah, we're talking really here about um, life in Carom through yeah, a trip down memory lane. Uh, the Carom Cowboys, that's a fascinating thought riding horses down the main street. Uh, Radio Carom, it might as well be spring. This is Lynn Rendell. Don't worry
1: about a thing. Cause Atticus Health will make, make you, you feel, feel alright Don't worry about a thing Cause Atticus Health will
0: make you feel alright If you got a tummy ache or you don't feel right oh, Or if you have, have- a nasty rash, <laughs> keeping you up at night
1: <laughs> Don't, worry Don't worry
2: about, about a, thing. a thing. Don't worry. <laughs> Cause Atticus' help will make you <laughs> feel all right. <laughs>
1: Hi, my name's Paul Kennedy and I'm a sport reporter for the ABC and when I'm not listening to the ABC, I listen to Radio Karam. Tune in and enjoy.
0: And you are listening to Radio Karam. It's my life. I'm Karen, and my co-host Kim is with me and today we're chatting to Peter and taking a trip down memory lane. And that was a fabulous piece of music there by Lynn Randell. I really enjoyed that.
1: Absolutely. I didn't know much about her but after I'd spoken to you I did a little bit of research and, and uh, she toured with Jimi Hendrix and the Monkeys.
2: Yeah, world yeah, famous. She yeah. was just wonderful and, and um, a local.
1: That's amazing. So you went to school with yes. her. Did you know her yes. at all?
2: Yes, I did. Um, She was a year older than me, um, but she was just this delightful young lady that was just one of the gang. Wow. Um, She used to frequent, well I, at the moment I still live in Aspendale, I've Mm -hmm. been in Aspendale for 25 years, Um, and she used to frequent Aspendale Beach all the time, and uh, unfortunately passed away way too early.
1: Wow, and she became an international superstar. Yeah, and, she did. And I believe she was even in a relationship with David Jones as well. Mm. I read that as well. And she came back to well, okay. m- to Melbourne as Sh-
2: stuff happened to do.
1: Yeah, it. that's right. And became Molly Meldrum's PA. Yeah, yeah. Incredible Amazing who you life.
0: get to go to school with. I wish I could say something like that, but no, never happened to me. <laughs> So from the Carum Cowboys, um, fascinating. So we're riding, you know, horses around, I guess, the what we now know today as McLeod Road and the main streets of Carum. Thinking about the beach as well, I mean, the beach is a major part of life here, isn't it? It's, it's phenomenal. You know, you can't live in Carum and not love the beach. And um, your family's been really um, heavily involved, I guess, with life at Carum over over the years and a strong history, in fact, with a life-saving club too.
2: Yeah, that's right. Uh, my mother, Rhoda, uh, when she was on active duty, she was the longest serving secretary of any life saving club in Victoria. That's
1: incredible. My
2: mother did 20, 20 years as the Karen Life Saving Club secretary. Wow. 20 consecutive years.
0: That's amazing. That's a huge yep. effort.
2: Yeah. The um, the honour board at the Life Saving Club is named after my father, right? The Jim Squires honour board.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, uh, and uh, well, seven squires' kids went there. Um, so you learnt
0: to swim, and
2: oh yes, um, yeah. Did, did twa- they do
0: nippers then? What they what they do now, like the nippers program, and teach you all of that, or was it something different?
2: Oh, I think it may it may have been different, but uh, things like Mr Oswald, Mr Oswald, he he used to have this like length of um, wide um, hessian, and he'd suspend you in the water around the.
0: The waist. Around yeah. the waist. Yeah.
2: Right, and he'd get you to kick and go on and on and on and on. Um, and it, I, I don't know, it was just a beautiful feeling mm. too. Uh, yeah, I, I, I got my bronze medallion in the Patterson River. So
0: the bronze medallion is swimming?
2: Yes. Distance? Yeah, uh, life saving.
0: Yeah, okay. A,
2: a combination of swimming and life saving.
0: Yeah. So, what we know as the Nippers program today, there's an iteration of that. That's what was kind of happening back then, but just in different ways. Yeah, that's right.
2: I think so. And yes.
1: there used to be the carnivals too down on the beach, you know, the life saving carnivals. Yeah. I mean, even my age, I'm a bit younger than you, but I grew up with the carnivals as well. So, uh, yeah. it was amazing.
2: I actually put a post up on the Caram History site not so long ago. ...of the 1967 Victorian Championships... Mm-hmm. ...Life-Saving Club Championships at Carrum Beach. Wow. And I was the official runner. Oh, so fabulous. And they did... They run me... They run me ragged that day I too. bet they were.
0: I bet they did. So all the clubs from across Victoria would have come to yes,
2: Carrum all, that day? all that day at Carrum... ...for the... Uh, for the ...the, the annual Victorian life Club Championships. Wow.
1: Um,
2: and then, of course... There was, during the summer season, you would have your general carnivals yes. up and down the river. Yes. Up and down the uh, the beach. Um, so, you'd be at Carriam today and next week you'd be at bombay Beach or Chelsea or EDS yes. or Parkdale mm. and, and so on. It was, um, I mean, they were great days.
1: They used to have uh, entertainment. As well, with them too, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Yeah, singers yeah. You know, came yes, along and oh, entertained the crowds. They should have got Lynn. <laughs> should, have. <laughs> should have got Lynn. What,
2: what, what I used to love, and I think anyone my age would go, yeah, that's special, was around about six o'clock, the Karen Life Saving Club would close off patrol. Right? but it was, So it then became um, a community centre.
0: Okay. Oh, uh, after six o'clock. Yeah,
2: hmm. that's right. So as the sun goes down, yeah. everyone's sitting in groups on the beach, um, listening to their transistor radios, yeah. right, eating fish and chips. And um, as it, the light started to dim, uh, the flounder lights would come on. And, they, and you'd just sit there with all your friends and mob... Watching the flounder lights, sorry, watching the flounder lights go up and down the beach. Uh, it was just...
0: I'm going to show my ignorance. What's a flounder light? Uh,
2: a flounder light is uh, a spotlight that yeah. you used to use in low tide Yeah. to to spot the flounder.
0: Oh, okay, the fish. Yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. So the lights would come on and so, so after dark you'd, stay on the, you'd stay, be able to stay on the beach.
2: Yes, absolutely. And everyone had a transistor radio, right? So... But everyone tuned into a different channel. So so you could sit there and listen to five different channels all at once while the flounder lights were going up and down and you are eating wow. flaked with salt and vinegar.
1: Wow. And as it got dark, I bet there was a few fires on the beach, some bonfires.
2: Bonfires up and down. You could look. I could sit on Caran Beach and look towards Bond Beach or Seaford and there were spot bonfires all the way.
0: Very different to today, isn't it? I think that's a huge
1: difference. I mean, the
0: beach is still a focal point of life here. I mean, you still go down to the beach, but, you know, I've never seen a bonfire. No, I either. think
1: it's hard to police these days. Yeah.
2: I don't think you'd want to try it these days.
0: Mm. No, a very different world. It's funny, isn't it? Because I often yep. think about, like, when I grew up, and this would be the same for you, Peter, you know, like, um, without, you know, technology and phones and things, I look at… My kids today, and like they're, they're on their phones and their social lives are on their phones, really. That's how most of their social activity happens. But for, you know, you growing up as well, Kim, as kids, like, you know, you would go out to play or go out with who you were going to hang out with and you knew when it was getting, when it's dark, that's the time to come home. And it was When very, the streetlights
1: came on, yeah, you were home. It was a
0: very different world. And so yeah, what, what you're describing, I don't think our kids could ever imagine a life like that where they would be on the beach and there would be different bonfires lit and that's where all, all of your social action happened. That's right very different world.
2: Very different world.
1: I remember running up and down the beach, you know, with the kiosk and getting an ice cream on the beach when they used to have all the kiosks at each, you know, beach. It well, was you, a highlight.
2: I'll tell you something a little bit sad. Well, yep. I actually posted a picture on the uh, Karam history site that included um, the the kiosk sign yep. on the Karam Life Saving Club uh, front that included, they sold cigarettes.
1: Oh wow! There you go. That's
2: like that's how far away is that? Yeah.
1: Well, I remember, you know, people smoking in their cars, in hospitals, everything back then.
0: Very, very different world. And talking about that, and look, I mean, we've got to talk. We can't, you know, be sat, I guess, here because we're in a brand new studios at Roydor Reserve, the home of the Karen Patterson Lakes Football Club. Um, This club's had a really interesting history. So, I mean. um, it, it, it sort of thrived up until 1911 when it folded. So it's actually had two lives. I, I this was really surprised mm-hmm. when I was researching this conversation today. Um, so the club colours were originally blue and gold um, and then they changed to what we now know as the Caram Lions and the Caram Patterson Lakes Lions. But um, I, I'm really interested to know in your memories of the footy club here and was it, was it always here at Roy Dora, or was it somewhere else? And Do, do you know why it's called Roy Dora, or any of the kind of history of this well, place or...?
2: Yeah, sure, I do. Caram <laughs> um, w- was um, an enclosed, encapsulated environment, right? So in my time, Caram sort of it started at, in the north at Mascot Avenue and went down to Eel Race Road mm-hmm. in the south. And then it started at the, at the beach and went out to Can- Canberra Street, okay. right? Which was. ...suburban carom. and then there was the swamp. Okay, behind right? it. Which, and then just beyond the swamp, McLeod rode out a dog leg.
0: Okay.
2: Right, and all the hoons used to see how fast they could go through the dog's leg. And then at the top of the swamp there was what the, what was called the hanging tree. Right, which was where they, they used to hang up the foxes. Okay. Right, and when, when the branches were full of foxes hanging, um, they'd hang the foxes on the three strand barbed wire fence. Wow. Well just another again, it's an, a world way. And that yeah. was that was in its entirety. From the beach to the hanging tree. So
0: whereabouts was the swamp back then?
2: Right uh, right next to uh Canberra Street.
0: Okay.
2: Backed up to Canberra Street and then went and went outwards. Quite uh,
0: quite a long way out or?
2: Um, well, not that far, but far enough. Mm. Um, I used to go ho- island hopping in the swamp.
0: So was the swamp was like water and kind yep, of like, yep. like like the wetlands, maybe, or but just more of it. Or? Yeah, but
2: more of it, and it yeah. was much denser then, of course. Yeah. Okay. Um,
0: when you say island hopping, what were there were little islands along little the swamp? little islands
2: in right throughout the swamp, and we used to make um, rafts or get on logs. Yeah, and f- and. Float your uh, way around. Pad- paddle out to the next island. Um, I, I don't know. It was just it was among the leeches and the mozzies. Wow. It was um, Very incredible. You, yeah, you just, I mean, you just couldn't do it now. Yeah,
0: you couldn't do it now. And it's, I think those things sound kind of magical as well, don't they? You know that.
2: But you, it was you magic. Could do
0: that. Yeah, it was magic. Yeah, that magical sense of just being able to go, and it's hard to imagine. Ca- carom like that today it's hard to imagine that swampland i mean you know the history of it you know certainly you talk about the eels i mean the, the deep you know rich you know aboriginal history as well as i mean it was t- this area was teeming with eels you know and the eel race and all of those things and look around today it, it, it must look incredibly different to what you what you can go back and remember
2: um it's it's so different, it's almost indescribably different.
0: Like a different world, yes. different planet, different yeah, place. it is. Yeah. Do you think it's – and these aren't questions on our show notes, sorry, Kim. Do you think that the, the changes have been for the better or for the worse, you know, when you think about some of those things and some of those memories?
2: I, I think on a personal level, I think it's um, – we've lost a little bit. Um, but you have to look at – I guess we also have to look at it from a population point of view mm. – um, that you have to have progress, right? Yeah. Right. If you're going to house the people, then there's got to be a give and take <laughs> of with that. Very true. Yeah.
1: And we need infrastructure. So with um, the canal, canals and the river and everything else, you would have been here and seen all the changes and yes. all the re- development um, oh, of of what, Lakes. Yeah, of what is now Patterson Lakes. Mm, that's right. Um, you know, how did you guys feel about that? Obviously, all of a sudden, you've got this big suburb that's been created.
2: Um, like I said, I, I, I think we've lost a little. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, you have to cater for the mm. increased population. Um, I don't recognise Paris and Lakes as being anything yeah. remotely like what I grew up with. Mm-hmm. See, I could... Um, when I was growing up at St- Stephen Street... And I could paddle the old um wooden surfboard up Patterson River mm. or what was then called Caram Creek. Yes.
1: Right?
2: It wasn't Oh,
0: that. it was called the Cannanook
2: Creek then? No, Caram
0: Creek. Oh, Caram Creek.
2: Okay. It was called Canoe Creek. Not to be confused
0: with Cannonok. Okay, right?
2: yes. So you you could I could paddle the surfboard um up the river and get to about uh where today is what's it called, um, I don't know, this area, like where they launched the boats. Where the car park is. Yeah, down yeah. Off oh yeah that, that that's that's right, boat
0: yeah. launching place. Yeah, launching way. Yeah, Launching right. way, that's it.
2: That's it, yep. Yeah. Uh, and when you got to about there, the launching way, the river was, you couldn't go any further. Oh, wow. It was just yeah. reeds. Mm. Right? There was no river beyond it that you could sensibly navigate. It was just reeds.
1: Mm that
0: all got developed, didn't it, throughout uh, later on.
2: Yeah, later on with the development of the Patterson Lakes.
0: Yeah. So, look, we're chatting today. We're taking a trip down memory lane with Peter. And um, we've asked Peter for some of his favourite songs as well, which, you know, we have in, in our conversation. So, you've chosen Marsha Hines as well from the inside. So, what is it about Marsha Hines that's um, memorable for you?
2: Uh, I think just generationally correct.
0: Great music. Well, let's have a listen then. Uh, from the inside, Marsha Hines, you are listening to It's My Life on Radio Karam. And you are back on Radio Karim. Slight technical glitch there, but I think I've finally worked that one out. Never mind. Um, so we are um, talking about a trip down memory lane and our memories of uh, Um And we're chatting this afternoon with Peter. Um, and really, really some interesting conversations. Um, so I think we're keen to understand, you know, as you grew up, I think lots and lots of things that have been changing and changing over time. What do you think was the biggest change that you saw happen here in Carom?
2: Oh, Patterson Lakes. Mm. Yeah, without a doubt.
0: Mm. The creation.
2: Yeah, the creation of Patterson Lakes.
0: So that really kind of happened in the 1970s. So, you know, we saw that transition from Patterson River to Patterson Lakes. So, you know, the the whole concept and vision around, I guess, changing the river. So you talk about the river and it was reeds and you couldn't go much further than where people launched their boats. I mean, obviously that... Significant change with pushing, making that bigger and longer, and then the, the National Water Sports Centre that was created as well. You would have seen those changes.
2: Yes. Yep. Um, and again, um, I think it's the same dialogue, you know. I think we've lost a bit, but you do have to cater for it. Mm. Um. Big changes. Yeah, big, huge, huge changes.
1: And back then, properties would have been quite cheap, I believe. I mean, now you're looking at multi-million dollar properties on the canals and they're just huge. And
2: Well, I can tell you that uh, my mum and dad, mm-hmm. uh, they brought their beachfront property at 6 Stephen Street, Carrum, yep. for £6,000 in 1963.
0: Wow. Goodness me, that would be worth certainly a very different price today. That would
2: be a different – it would be – I don't know, would, you'd be priced out of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you would be. You would be
0: very, very different. So thinking about that as well, I'm curious about maybe like the biggest change I can I, – yeah, the biggest change really was the creation of Patterson Lakes. What about your fondest memory? Like if you can think back to that kind of – those those times in your childhood, the thing that stands out maybe most in your ma- your mind.
2: Um, In a sentence, I ran up and down Karen Beach in bare feet for the first 15 years of my life.
0: Yeah, it's a pretty good life.
2: That was pretty good. Pretty good life. Yep. Um, Looking back um, at the Karen establishment back then, um, Karen was comprised of um, several core families, right? Like... Off the top of my head, um, say, the Dawes, mm-hmm. uh, the Lords, mm-hmm. the Parkers, the Hawkins, right, and and so on. And they sort of made this web, this force field, that went across Carum, and everyone just looked after everyone. Mm. And it was slightly different to uh, a small country town. A small country town can sometimes be uh, in their watchfulness can be intrusive. Mm. But it was that what didn't happen in Karim. Everyone. Knew what everyone was doing, but just looked out for everyone. Mm. It was was just wonderful.
0: Yeah, I I grew up in a a small town in rural England, very much like that. Like if I did something naughty, my mum and dad would know about it before I got home (laughs) because (laughs) someone would tell them. I get a clip around the ear, you know, and I wouldn't do that again. Oh, you know, because but the community cared about each other. It was a close community that Mm. and people knew people, and you know, yeah, they cared about what was happening to, to everybody in that community. Those, I think, things are. I think we're very much part of that time.
2: Mm. Yeah. I Now, not living here um, in the last uh, 20 years in Karen proper, mm. um, I don't know if that still exists. Mm-hmm. Um, but it certainly did in my time. Mm. And it was a security.
1: Yeah.
2: And it was. It yeah. was just wonderful.
1: It's still a wonderful place to live today. I absolutely love it, and um, and as do you, I'm sure, Karen. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, talking about um, you know back way back steam trains. Do you were you around when the steam trains oh, used to come flying through Karam? Of course. M- maybe flying's not. The I was going to say, word. did they fly Kim? They probably cruised through Karam.
2: <laughs> oh no, flying's a good <laughs> adjective. Yeah, I I've, I have uploaded a, a video of a.
1: I've seen
2: it. One of the steam trains going across yeah. the, the Pato River there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I remember them, and I I remember between the Pato River and the Carrum Railway Station, um, there was the old um, signals, yep. right, and they were manually cranked then from the from inside the station, and of course you'd be standing there, um, and when the signal was cranked to move, it used to go, kuh kuh, kuh thud. Wow. like it was just wonderful. I was just there. I mean, there's I mean, just glimpses of um, childhood memories that mm. are just wonderful yeah. that you don't get now.
1: Yeah. So you've seen big changes from that to the boom gates, and now what we see here in uh, a in in car- I, a sky-rail. I yeah.
2: um, I'm absolutely in awe, and also I'm all beside myself mm. with the development of Karam. Mm. On Station Street,
1: yep.
0: yeah, yeah, it would be um, so different. Did you get out to see the steam trains because they ran the steam trains through, you know, from Frankston through Karen Fairly recently? Mm. Um, did that bring back those memories?
2: Of course. Um, see, I, when I was when we were living in Stephen Street, but right, you'd hear them coming. You, by the time you could hear them, you'd just you'd get to the corner on the P and I and just watch them. Mm. Just go. Chup, 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 chup,
0: chup. An incredible thing, because I mean, cause obviously, you know, Karen was a big day trip destination. I think I said at the start, it was um, a day return ticket from Melbourne for two shillings and five pence for a second class ticket. So, jumping on the train, coming down to the seaside—did you call it the seaside, or did you call it the beach? What was it? The was beach. It the beach. Coming down yeah. to the beach—you know—would have been a, a huge day out for for people from other parts of, of Melbourne to come down.
2: Karen was. Um a chosen destination for a lot of people for a lot of years. Mm. And the thing about us kids in Carrum was they used to come down and the, behind the Carrum Life-Saving Club, both sides, yep. there's all these picnic tables that were made out of sleepers. Yeah, okay. Right? And they're all underneath uh, the tea tree or the shiny leaf, right? Mm. So all, they used to fill up with all these picnickers. And, of course... The picnickers always used to leave their bottles with their rubbish mm-hmm. in the binge. right? Well, that was a, that was that was like a godsend for us kids.
0: Oh, because you could collect the bottles, could you, and get the money back, the Re- returns on them, refundables. Oh yeah, well done. Yeah, good little, um, good little, you know, you drive um, going on there.
2: You'd, you'd scunge the bottles, yeah, um, and nick up the fish and chip shop.
0: Yeah, hand them back in
2: and redeem them for a piece of flake and. Uh, and scraps, yeah, with salt and vinegar,
0: wow. it was just too good. Fantastic. And we all did it, of course. I would, I did things like that as a kid too. The bottles, you would collect them, and because I grew up in a yeah seaside place too, it was quite, it was quite magical. But if all the people came here to have a holiday, where did people from Caram go? Because I'm guessing you didn't want to stay for your holidays. I mean, your life's a beach already, you know. Where, where did you go? Where were Well, the I,
2: I would say that as strange as it sounds, but a lot of the local caron people would yeah. go to Cranbourne. For to holiday. Cranbourne? Yeah.
0: What was Cranbourne like
1: back in the day? Well,
2: it was just, it was just uh, market gardens and paddocks. Wow, very rural. Very rural, hmm. yeah. But it was so far away. Hmm. It, like, it's incredible to think this. Um, and I guess, you know, the, the life shaving club and the footy club, um, they used to head down on masse in the old furniture vans Down to Wilkins Prom. Mm
0: -hmm. Oh, wow. Down Mm. to the prom. So from one beach to another beach.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But it's without... (laughs) A different beach. It's without supervision, though.
0: (laughs) Ah, I see. (laughs) I get it
2: now. Uh,
1: When you said that you used to go down in furniture vans, what are you talking about in the back of the
2: truck? Yes. Everyone. Yep. They load up all the kids in one van, all the luggage in the other van. Wow. no you know, no seat belts, nothing like that
0: How cool for the kids How and cool just, for the kids to be in the back of the van like that
2: and, and like again, the old transistor radios are blaring away yep. And it was just like fun times It was just fantastic
0: And it's a beautiful place, Wilson's Prom too I can see why you would go down there Stunning tidal stunning title
2: The Life Shaving Club um, for many, many years Had an annual getaway mm. um, to Wilson's Prom In the furniture range
0: Furniture Gee, that's great. Oh, I love it. So um growing up, I mean I'm interested, what were the, you know, career opportunities like back in the day, then? So you would have been what a you know, um you would have left school in nineteen sixty something. Something.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, what
0: were the what were the job opportunities? Did well, you have to I go into the city or could you work well, locally? yeah, yes,
2: There was a a lot of people a lot of the girls um transgressed on the old red rattlers.
0: I was a little then, the Rad family up yeah. up
2: into melbourne uh for for their employee um the boys were sort of more relegated uh, to aspendale tech yeah
0: okay
2: frankston Tech and doing trades mm-hmm. um and those that were a little bit um higher up um, all were all all sort of went to uni
0: mm-hmm so there were opportunities back then to go to uni. Yes. Yeah. And but most kids, it's tech or it's go and get a
2: job. Yeah. Most 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 of the local kids, I'm i thinking would agree. They the boys went to tech and the girls went to work shop front. You yeah. Know, hairdressing yeah. and. Or a secretary. Yeah. Or all that, or sort that, that yeah, kind. Yeah. That yeah, time yeah, in that yeah. era. Yeah, like two finger typing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they learnt to type properly though. But
0: were there, yeah. j- were there jobs or job opportunities in Karen, or did you have to travel to actually find to actually get work?
2: Oh uh, basically, you had to travel. Yeah, um, Karen was, from my my recollection, was more just a suburban residential area. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: okay.
2: Right, yeah. there was no no heavy industry here. Yeah.
0: Yeah so would, were up like places like Dandenong, were they starting to grow those big industrial centers? were they, yeah, they springing were up? Yeah, they were, of
2: course. Um, but of course, if you, you talk about Dandy, mm-hmm. um, outside of the Souther, Southern Aurora Hotel, which was a wonderful place to go, um, Dandy was more isolated. From from Karen because we couldn't get there.
0: That's yeah. just an incredible thought, isn't it? you, you, you know, like, uh, not being able to get to somewhere like Dandy today would just mind blowing.
2: If in in our time to get to Dandy, you had to catch the train to Caulfield and then and go then back out. Go back out.
0: Mm. Wow! So no buses, nothing. That no, would just nothing, take no, you
2: off. no, no buses, no commuting then. Mm.
0: That's um. It's it's changed a lot then, hasn't it? When you think yeah, of those absolutely. things, because it it narrows, I suppose what you can do, you know, back then. And just to think that, you know, Cranbourne was considered to be so far away.
2: But you'd go there for holidays. Yeah, you go there for holidays. Yeah. like, You know,
0: like 15 minutes down, you know, Macleod Road and yeah. Thompson Road and keep going and you're in Cranbourne yeah. today. So, yeah. So change happens, doesn't it? And, yeah. I, and I think, you know, do you think that Karen's kept any of those things that made it really special?
2: I hope so. As I said earlier, I haven't... Um ...lived here for a number of years... ...but I would like to think that if you were... ...if you were living in the Karen fraternity right now... ...that you'd have the same... ...I don't know, the the warmth and that it had. Mm. Could it, it really did. You know, like, I tell you... ...in my time... ...we're in the Roydore Reserve, right? Yeah. I... ...when I was ten... I would never have considered that I would ever speak or go inside a 10-foot circle around Roy Door. You just wouldn't do it. It would have been disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yet, when you get older mm-hmm. and you turn 15, he's the most inviting man on the planet.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: right? Yeah. So there was this structure, an order that was prevalent.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think that's definitely part of that time and part of that era. So... Um, we were accidentally listening to The Loved One by The Loved Ones, which I'll play now. Um, so what's it about this song that, um, mm-hmm. that you like, The Loved One?
2: This is in honour of my brother. Okay. Right? Uh, my brother, um, his name was Terry. and They called him, he was nicknamed Rowdy, right? After the character of Clint Eastwood. Okay. Rowdy Yates. Yeah. Right? Uh, and this is for him, because he he absolutely considered that this was the best Australian band ever. Ever. Terry Terry had a uh, used to have a music venue in Carrum. They started him and uh, John Pentecost.
0: Yeah.
2: They started a music venue which they called Chivago's Castle, which started at the Carrum Life Club and then moved over to the Mechanics Hall on Station Street. Okay. So, this is for Terry. Oi, 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 oi. IGA, it's shopping nights. IGA, where the price is right. Seaford North
1: IGA, for your groceries and liquor. IGA Express, there's nothing quicker. (laughs)
0: That's one of our fantastic sponsors there, the IGA Express at Seafood North. Peter, I asked this question to everybody. Do you do your shopping at the IGA?
2: Of course.
0: Fantastic. They've been around 10 years, actually. They've just mm. been celebrating their 10-year anniversary. But what were the supermarkets or the places where you would shop when you were younger, when you were you know a kid growing up here? Did, uh, did you have like your Coles and your Woolies? Or No,
2: no, no, no. In Carrum, mm. you had, um, in Carum, you had Okay. On, on the corner of McLeod Road where the cowboys had their water trough and hitching post. Oh, wow. Oh, uh, You had the three steps. Yeah. And outside of that, it was uh, a train trip to Chelsea.
0: Oh, really? So you had to go to – Chelsea was the main place really yeah. where the shopping yep. was. So yeah. it wasn't here.
2: No, it wasn't here.
0: Because it's now just, you know, for people that don't live here, it's like one continuous strip, isn't it? It starts from, I suppose, Frankston into Seaford, mm. through to Caram, you know, down a bit of Bomb Beach and Chelsea. So you actually had to jump on the train and go and do the shopping.
2: Yep, uh, you did. And um, Mother would jump on the train and uh, the shopping came back in the pram.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. That's the best way to move it around. Yeah.
2: It's just too good.
0: It is. So um, you've been very passionate about Karim's history. You know, you're obviously part of the Facebook um, Karim history page. And like you said, you've posted some phenomenal videos and memories and things. And there was a post that I saw today, actually, that someone else had posted. It It really made me laugh. And it it said, you know, when you were kids growing up, did you jump off the Karim
2: bridge? Hmm. Yes.
0: Yeah. And I think most kids did. And and someone had put in a comment saying, yes, and my crazy uncle jumped from a red rattler. My shot? Off the Caron Bridge, from the train off the bridge. That's
2: right. Wow. Yep, absolutely Mad- true.
0: Madness. And did, did the did the river, the entrance to the river, have to be dredged back then or is it only a new phenomenon now?
2: Um, no, it's it's, it's basically a, a newer thing that they've done. Well, uh, the reason it was done, of course, is because of Patterson River, mm. um, Patterson Lakes, right, to. To sustain the health of of Patterson Lakes, you have to have at least three or four times the available volume of water Ah. to sustain the health of...
0: Of Of all the canals and... I get it. So that's
2: where the dredging started.
0: I see. So, because I think I watch kids jump off the day and think, oh my God, you're crazy jumping off that bridge. Like, you know, I don't know how deep it is.
2: Well, it's deep now, right? But in our time, it was... But at low tide, yeah, you jump off and you'd have to spring your feet off the bottom to get back up. Oh
0: my goodness, I wouldn't want to jump off that bridge then. <laughs> no way. It was
2: <laughs> you did, and you just did. And um, so it's like, funny that's
0: one of the traditions that's never changed.
2: Never changed. No, it. I and I hope it doesn't. I know. I, you know, you, you go up there now and there's all these signs about don't jump. You know, if you do anything, we'll we'll arrest you. If you think about doing something, they'll arrest you. <laughs> Um, but no, we, it was a. I, I noticed someone had put a comment on Karim that it was a rite of passage mm. to jump on, and that's absolutely true. Mm. It was a rite of passage.
0: Yeah, and so the history, what, what is it that's important, I think, for you and, and perhaps other people that, that are passionate about Karim? You know, the, the, the page is a really powerful page, like the history of the place and people sharing their stories. What does it give you, and I suppose, you know, to be part of that?
2: Oh, well, it's my life. I well, you know, I, I think it's wonderful. Um and the more stories they tell, the the greater the build up of historical events is real, which I think is important. It's certainly important with every passing year that I get older. Um, that we maintain um you know, the old lies, you know, just <laughs> you know, how good how good we really were when we weren't. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But, but his, I think
0: I agree. History is important, isn't it? It's important to kind of know those stories and keeping. I think keeping those things alive, you know, and those the memories. I think are really important too. That you can share them with other people. Yep. Yeah.
2: Absolutely.
0: We've had uh, a sorry.
2: Oh, oh, and I've got to say you before before you know, if we're winding up a bit, um, playing footy for Carum in the under in the fourth in the third the under-15s and under-17s, without a doubt, um, the greatest player that I... Like, I couldn't play footy to save myself, right? I used to play on the half-back flank, just filling up the numbers. But I got to watch Illuminaries, like Gary Guy. There's Hawking, there's Seeley. Those boys could actually play footy. They were just wonderful to watch. So I just had to throw that one in there because... They, um, and they were great mates too.
1: Well, oh, legends of the game. Imagine, you know, watching them from up here.
2: Oh, it's just too good. It's great, It's isn't too it? good. And one of um, – uh, having one of the Frankfurt's.
0: <laughs> one of those Frankfurt's. Yeah,
1: you talked about the Frankfurt's. Just before we finished, do you want to tell us a little story about your Frankfurt's you used to get?
2: Well, down here in the kiosk, um, they used to have a huge stainless steel urn and the Frankfurts, when they were cooked, would, they would split longitudinally, right? And then such a luminaries again, as mm-hmm. like Mrs. Goodwin, mm-hmm. um, would would put a Frankfurt in a in a roll that was buttered with Western star butter, mm-hmm. sourced sauce down in the middle. Yeah. And you'd step back out and uh watch Eric Guy play. Which wow, is, terrific. is just too good. I mean it it's just a story that yeah. you paint with words. Yeah,
1: local footy, nothing like
0: it. I think local footy is always part of the heart of a community. I think you know, that's something that I'm English but that's one of the things that I've seen in Australia is the and you know, we here we are in the local footy club, this is where Radio Caram is, you know, it's I guess it's the place that is is the heart of a community and And you you've,
2: you you have a wonderful setting here too. It's just like Looking out the window, is just... And the ground's in great nick, it's just wonderful.
0: Mm. So we're going to finish on one of your other favourite songs and what a great one to finish on, Billy Thorpe and the Aztecs. It's almost summer and oh. the weather's turned it on for us today. <laughs> it really is almost summer, isn't it? There we go. So why this song for you then, Peter? Just your uh, last kind of thoughts.
2: Well, I used to see... We, we all used to see Thorpe all over town. Every pub, you know. I've seen him in every local pub that there is.
0: I love it. More local music... This is—it's almost summer, and Billy Thorpe, Billy Thorpe, there and the Aztecs, and in the summertime. And you've been listening to it's my life on Radio Caram this afternoon. We've talked today to Peter about the very rich history of Caram and his family's involvement in the area. It's been a great journey back in time. It's been fabulous to have you, Peter. Thank you so much.
2: Absolute pleasure to be here.
0: And as Kim and I were saying, we could talk Caram's history forever. So we might have to come back again next year and uh, talk a bit more.
1: Absolutely, Peter. You'll have to come back for sure.
2: That would be wonderful.
0: Beautiful. Well, look, join us next time as we speak to another amazing local resident here on It's My Life. We're going to be talking to Dr. Catherine Barrett, who established the Facebook group The Kindness Pandemic on the 14th of March 2020 to support people whose lives were impacted by COVID-19. A year on, and the group now has over half a million members. Their posts have had 28 million reactions. They've run 40-plus campaigns, and they've had over 100 media articles. And they are now a project team of 12 wonderful volunteers. And just recently, the kindness pandemic was awarded the most uplifting Facebook uh, group in the world. It's going to be another incredible uh, conversation here on It's My Life on Radio Karam. And until next week, uh, take care of yourselves. Real stories. Real stories. Real people.
1: I just can't believe it. It was one of the most exciting times of my life. I just, I just can't believe that it happened to me. Me winning the lottery.
0: I just can't believe it. Real stories. Real stories. Real people. Real stories. Go, go,
1: go. Winning the premiership of the
2: felt great. Holding the trophy.
0: So it happened when I was. 15.